RadioInfluence.com. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How's everybody doing out there? How are you? I hope that everybody is doing grand. You know, your boy, Mr. Black Moses, is doing as grand as grand can be. You know, the whole everything that's going on. We talk about it every week. Uh, There's, you know, there's a I don't know about if if things are coming to a calm, if people are getting adjusted to how things are, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I, I kind of feel the adjustment curve doesn't seem to be as severe as it was initially. You know, I feel like that there are, there's a, you know, a, a calmness, uh, the adjustment period doesn't seem to be, you know, so steep. You know, the curve is, they talk about flattening the curve, but I, I, I feel that, you know, I don't sense or feel or experience the initial panic that, you know, in our community that was initial, initially felt, you know, when things, when things started to hit the fan in that regard. So, um, I, you know, I, I think it's a good thing. I think that, you know, we as human beings, we have the ability to adjust, adapt, overcome. Um, and I think that's what's going on right now. I think that's what's going on right now. Your boy, Mr. Black Moses, I've been getting a lot of seat time and I'm very, very, very thankful for that. I made a post on my Instagram following me on Instagram. It's at Mr. Black Moses, Mr. Black Moses. Um, the other day I made a post about just being grateful, um, and just, you know, not asking the universe for anything, but just saying, thank you. Um, you know, honestly, you'd be surprised what happens when you say, thank you, when you stop asking for things and you say, thank you. And you take inventory of all that you have and all that you've been provided with and, for, you know, things, you get a different perspective on things. So I made that post the other day on my Instagram and, you know, I, 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 you know, it resonates with me and I think it's resonated with a couple of other people, the importance of being grateful and being thank you, thankful. So I want to say thank you. <laughs> I want to say thank you to all of you who are listening and subscribing um, to Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. Um, I think it's great that we have the community that we have uh, and that we have this platform to discuss things, to talk about things. And, you know, sometimes I have guests on the show and sometimes I don't. Um, I I think my producers have, have relayed to me that often when it's just me discussing things that are on my heart and mind that 
the response is, a, you know, a little bit better. No, no, I'm talking about as far as download streams, what have you, the numbers. Um, no disrespect to my guests. I love my guests and I love talking with my guests and I love doing our uh, Super Bowl questions at the end because uh, we've had some amazing, amazing responses. If you have not had an opportunity to uh, hear any of those interviews, any of those conversations, I encourage you all, I encourage you all, please, please, please go to radioinfluence.com in the search bar, punch in either Mr. Black Moses, type in the name of the show, Life in the Fast Lane. Uh, You can even type in my government name, Alan Lane, Uh, (laughs) and all the archives will come up. So in that archive is everything from this show to day one. So you can go back and we've been on the air, so to speak, the, the digital airwaves since January of 2019. So there's a lot, a lot of shows. There's a lot of episodes in there. Some nice content. Please don't forget, check out the archives of Life in the Fast Lane hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. And I'm thankful and I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to to have this platform and to reach out and talk to you guys and gals out there who listen to your boy, Mr. Black Moses, run his mouth. I'm also thankful for my producers, Jerry and Jason, who I get on there. I know, I know that I am a pain in the ass to them. But I love you guys. Thank you very much. Very grateful for you. Black Moses, appreciate you. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Last week, my sinuses are bothering me just a little bit. So if you hear me sniffle, if you hear me sniffle uh, in this episode, it's just, you know, it's, it's that time of year. It's spring, allergies, what have you. You know, it's it happens. Um, it's part of life. I think it's funny how everybody who was saying, oh, yeah, 2020 is going to be great. <laughs> 2020 was like, yeah, hold on a second. Let me let's calm down. Calm down. Let me show you what it's going to be. Um there's so many, so many things that are going on. And I think to have allergies, uh, spring allergies at the time, at this time is, it's almost a welcomed thing. It's just like, okay, well, that's normal. That's a, that's something that I am accustomed to. I'm used to having. So if you hear me sniffle, uh, throughout this episode, it's just that your boy, Mr. Black Moses is dealing with a little bit of springtime allergies. It happens. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to, let everybody know. I wanted to say again, thank you for everybody who's checked out the hardknocksmoto.com. That is my coffee brand. I Yeah, your boy, Mr. Black Moses, launched a coffee brand. Uh, it's moto-inspired, of course. We do moto-inspired coffee, moto-inspired uh, coffee mugs or tea mugs, if you don't drink coffee, but we also have moto-inspired apparel, t-shirts, hoodies, what have you. Um... I, you know, I do the, de- the design work myself. Uh, I, you know, so it's, it's my company. It's, 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 it's my brand. So please, if you support Mr. Black Moses, please support Hard Knocks Moto. Check it out. Um, we have right now, we have three blends. Okay. Three roast. Okay. That your boy, Mr. Black Moses hand selected. Okay. All right. And, 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 I, and there, the funny thing is this, it's not funny. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. And I'm thankful People buy coffee. We drink. I'm a coffee drinker. Okay, obviously. Otherwise, why would I launch a coffee brand? Um, but to have to to be able to combine, you know, two of my loves, two of my loves. I have I have several. 
um, several things that I'm passionate about, but to have motorcycles and coffee combined into a plat into a product that I can share uh, to to the world. It, to me, that's a very cool thing. I'm very grateful for it. Um, so we have the and, and the brand and the, the the roast are doing really well. Like I launched the site last month. I haven't done any real hard marketing. I haven't done any real hard marketing. I've done a couple of like, you know, call, you know, not cold called, you know, I let my friends know, hey, look, yo, your boy, Mr. Black Moses is making coffee. If you drink coffee, I expect you to get some. And my friends, I'm so thankful for, uh, been very supportive. And when I say friends, I'm talking about my, my, my virtual friends, my real friends, people that I know and people that I know in the social, uh, atmosphere as well, uh, social media atmosphere as well. I've just let people know, hey, your boy's doing, uh, a thing. And I said it last week, like your boy did a thing, your boy did a thing and it, and it's doing what it does. You know, it's going to do what it's going to do. And I'm very, very thankful that, um, you know, people are buying my coffee. So please continue. Um, I just wanted to let everybody know that we do have, as I mentioned, three roast, <coughs> excuse me. We have, uh, the, our dark roast, our dark roast is the, get this. I, and here's the thing. I came up with all the names and the concepts I did. You know, I'm very, very proud of myself for packaging, this product. So we have the less bitching, more riding biker blend. And that's, and that, and that's my, that's my dark roast. That's my darkest roast. Um, please check if you, if you, if you like your coffee dark, if you like your, you know, your roast, like, you know, something with not strong, but serious firm flavors, please check that out. That's the less bitching biker blend and we have them in several sizes um 12 ounce i'm sorry 11 ounces 12 ounces i'm sorry uh pound and two pounds so you can check that out we, we can get them in uh either ground uh or whole bean your choice k cups soon come k cups soon come we also have the life is hard uh breakfast blend so you want to you know if, if, if that's something that you want to just deal with first thing in the morning and recognize that life is hard and it's going to be what you make it so if life is hard you have to be harder than life your job is to get through the day and you start your day off with a nice heaping hot cup of life is hard breakfast blend hard knocks motor coffee and the third that i'm really really <laughs> i i Look, I, I've always been uh, a fan of the Colombian roast. Um, it, it, you know, it, it's something that I, I feel that at any point in the day, I can grab a cup of that roast and uh, and 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 get on with my day and keep it moving. And uh, sometimes I get into a rut, or maybe that you know, you people people often have that. What's that? That three o'clock crash? That two o'clock? I think it's three o'clock crash. But sometimes in the afternoon, you need a quick pick me up to get. You know, you can finish strong, finish the day, finish the product because you need to get shit done. And that's what the hard knocks moto get shit done. Colombian uh, roast. That's what that is uh, designed and engineered for to help give you that extra push to get you through whatever you need to get through. So those are our three blends. Um, it's the less bitching, more riding biker blend. The life is hard uh, breakfast blend. And then we have the get shit done uh Colombian roast. So please check them out. Go to hardknocksmoto.com. Your boy Mr. Black Moses appreciates it and appreciates you. Uh yeah. Welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, y'all. Let's ride. Listen, man, listen. I have, you know, I've been thinking about how things work. 
And I'm not talking about how things were last week, last month, last year. I'm taking it back at least four or five years ago. And I'm talking about motorcycle clubs, the set, the community. And I, you know, what, what sparked this thought or this memory was I was uh, scrolling, scrolling, not trolling. Your boy Black Moses does not troll, but I do scroll. I was scrolling on my Facebook feed and someone had requested or invited me to be part of a newer, it's new to me, uh, Facebook group uh, that's uh, focused on the motorcycle set. And I found it interesting because to, and this was last week, this was last week. So I find it interesting because the motorcycle community, the black clubs uh, that, you know, were, I don't want to say were, they, but reality, they were more pop. It was more popular four or five years ago. Let's just keep it 100. Um, But I get to follow me, hear me out where I'm going with this. To say that black motorcycle clubs or that clubs in general were popular then, more popular then, and and now there seems to be a resurgence. And I can't say, oh, it's just one group on Facebook makes everything popular again. No, but I, I feel that, and this is going to, you know, this could be a conversation that we're about to embark on that could span several, several episodes. Um, but my, my point is, is that I was invited to be a part of this Facebook group. And, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a rider. I've never been in a motorcycle club, you know, on the set. I've never been uh part of a club that wore rags or a vest. Uh, I've never done that in, in, in for no reason other than the fact that I've always enjoyed and celebrated my independence as a rider. And I think my popularity in the community and in the industry, it pro- I enjoy, I had a certain level of ambassadorship, which I, was an accepted member of the community, uh, you know, and I followed the rules. I, you know, I didn't overstep my boundaries or anything like that. I understood that I was a visitor, a guest in the community. And when you are a visitor or a guest anywhere, you can get kicked out promptly and swiftly. So (laughs) that did not, I did not want that to happen. So I minded my P's and Q's as it were. So, but during that time, Four or five years ago, maybe six, seven, we're talking about uh, when uh, Myrtle Beach was popping um, and and that was like the haven. That was the mecca for black motorcyclists from all over the country, you know, and, and I think it's appropriate because it's May and, you know, Atlantic Beach Bike Week that all of that Atlantic Beach, Myrtle and I had my buddy Leon um from Throttle Life, my buddy Leon. What up, Playboy? Love you, man. Um, on an uh, episode, early, early, early on, one of the very first, he might have been like my third or fourth guest on the show, and we talked about the heyday of of the, of the life, and we talked about how uh, Myrtle affected the culture and, and what it represented and how you could go to Myrtle and experience the entire culture within three to four days. Um, and, and honestly, that, that's what I'm talking about. Like that doesn't exist anymore. And with 
the pandemic with what's going on, it's unlikely that it, we may ever experience that again. Uh, you know, bikers are rebellious by nature. So we'll end creative and innovative. So someone will find out a way to get people together, whether it be uh, in compliance with government things or not, you know, but it, 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 there was a time where you really had that physical sense of community. So I get this invite to become, to join this Facebook group and I do join it and I'm reading uh, some of the comments, some of the posts, and it just took me back to that time where, you know, it's, 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 I think it's great. I think it's a great thing to, to have, but I wonder though, what happened? There was a lull. There was a disenchantment, so to speak of, of the clubs and I can attribute it to, I'm not going to say the fall of the community because it didn't fall, but I think almost like the community distanced itself, like the proper community said, okay, it's a lot of fuckery going on right now. We're going to chill. And what I mean by that is when I say four or five, when I say five, six, seven years ago, it was popping. I think that maybe three or four years ago, things changed. There was a cataclysmic shift in the in the culture where it seemed like there was a generational, I don't know, gap push, whatever, where there were a lot of younger people coming into the community who had no concept, no disrespect, but they didn't have any concept to uh, the history, what it meant to be a biker, what it what was involved with being a biker. Um, and you know, there was a lot of clubs that popped up real fast, like really fast. You, there were, you know, a lot of clubs, you know, grand opening, grand closing, but it kept happening. It kept happening. And so the tried and true, the real, I'm going to say the real clubs in the community that never, they, they were solid as a rock. They were not waved. They were not. Uh, affected by this uh, fashionable, trendy thing that occurred three to four years ago, I think that the community as a whole, the club set, kind of stepped back. Not in a, uh, not in a, what's the word? In in a, a retreating way, but it was more in an observatory way. I think the club stepped back, the club set, the OGs, the real, the real, they stepped back to watch what was going to happen. And that's wisdom. That's wisdom to say, hey, you know what? Let's just look and see, because sometimes the best reaction is to have no reaction. You just watch. And the best time to see what a person is going to do is to just see what they're going to do. Okay, so I I, I feel from my observation that the community, the OG, the real, the real stepped back and said, let's see what these people are going to do. These young people who just got here. Let's see what these newborn babies breath smelling like Similac all wet behind the ears. Let's see what they're going to do with this. And in three, like I said, three years ago, that's when I started noticing things. And then two years ago, I noticed that things got quiet. There used to be every week Every week, 
uh, especially during, if you want to say, the season, the season, the community would have in Philadelphia. Let's talk about Philadelphia specifically, but I know it was uh, across the United States, all the you know the clubs across the United States. There were uh, parties, anniversary parties, trophy parties. There was always something that you as a member in the community could attend and support and be a part of, as I mentioned, Myrtle Beach, uh, Atlanta Beach Bike Fest, um, and even the other things that were popping off, like Ocean City, Maryland, uh, Daytona, you know, any anywhere where there was a gathering of the community. There were so many of those, you know, back in the day, in the golden age. But then about two, as I mentioned, like three years ago, things changed, where people, I stopped seeing advertisements for, on social media, I stopped seeing advertisements for such and such club party, such and such club event, such and such. And that's when I was like, well, why? I noticed it. And I was like, wow, I wonder what's going on. Why is it seemed to me my first thought was, why is the community pulling back, falling back? But now I my my observation is that the club set, the OGs, the real real, they went into less watch mode, the watch mode. And you have to do that sometimes. And those newcomers, I want to say newcomers that came onto the set. Like I said, it was grand opening, grand closing. And, but it kept happening. Like, I remember, oh, man, it's 2020 now. So let's go back to 2018, 2017, 2018. I remember uh, at the beginning of the season, going to a bike night and seeing a whole bunch of brand new vests. Like, they just picked them up before. No disrespect at all. No disrespect, but I remember seeing a whole bunch of, you know, three or four groups, you know, people, individuals in a group, but like multiplied by four brand new vest. Okay. With their club name, their patches, everything. And it looked like they just picked them up before they got on their bikes and the bikes even looked like it was like, okay. So it was like the vest looked like they were picked up that afternoon. The bikes looked like they were picked up that morning. If that makes sense. Okay. Everybody, everything was new, all new, new, new. And I just watched and I just was like, okay, well, it was cool because there are, it made the community looked fuller, but here's what I'm going to break down. Here's what I'm going to break down. Quantity does not equal quality. I'm going to say it again. Quantity does not equal quality. Okay. You can have a whole bunch of turds and say, look at all these turds, but it's still, there's still a bunch of turds and I'm not comparing. I'm not, that was a bad analogy. That was bad. But my point is the same is that if you have a bunch of things, it doesn't mean that those things are great. What you want to look for is the golden turd. That's a, I'm sorry. You don't want, you know what? Sometimes you start on a path of dialogue and you just kind of follow it and see where it's going to go. And I did not know that that analogy was going to end with a golden turd, but the point remains the same. Okay. The point remains the same. Quantity does not equal quality. What you want to have. And oh, and I want to just say that. No, I just realized that in no way, shape or form am I comparing the motorcycles set the community at all to turd to turds i was just saying that if you am i'm over explaining you guys get what i'm saying so let's move on moving on the point is that 
quality, quality reigns supreme over quantity. And that that season, I remember seeing so many new clubs, so many new riders. And again, the community looked fuller. But then it was kind of like, well, what is it full of? What is it full of? And um, like I said, it was, you know, throughout that season, that summer of bike nights, I saw at least three or four people with at different events, you know, like a month apart, they were wearing a different vest. So I was like, wait a minute. Well, where, where's the rest of the club? Where was you, you switched? I didn't, you know, these weren't conversations that I was having with these people, but it was more observation that I was just watching. Like I was seeing one person who at the beginning of the season started off with one club. And then at the end of the season, they were with another club and possibly they had a club uh, relationship in between the two before the beginning and the end of the season, they may have been in three. And I thought to myself, what's going on? Like, how is that? Okay. And that was just my observation. Like I said, back in like seven, 2017. And then, you know, things just kind of went quiet and I didn't see any vest. And I know that, you know, there are, (sighs) I, I know that people get older, obviously, uh, and, and priorities change and shift. Um, so people who were active in 2014, 2015, the community, their priorities changed. You know, you grow as a person, you grow as a, your family grows, you get married, you have different priorities, the job, what have you. So you may not be able to be as active or proactive in the community, you may not necessarily be able to be out there, out there as much as you want to be. And maybe that has something, maybe that contributed to the lack of visual representation in the streets, if you were, uh, by the, by the set. So I, I, I can understand that. I can understand that. But what remained, <clears throat> what remained were these, I want to say flash in the pan situations where I saw just a lot of new people, new bikes and new vests. And again, me as a, a guest, as a visitor, um, I was in a better position to see it all because I, I would, my, my, what's the word I'm looking for? My fealty. Okay. Is that the right? Yeah, fealty. <laughs> My fealty was to the motorcycle, the the machine itself, to the life of being a rider. So that allowed me to post up at, again, as I mentioned, you know, it allowed me an ambassadorship for the most part, where I could post up and come through, you know, in in, in good fare, you know, good, you know, just good goodwill to all. And I could watch and observe. And I, in my observations, that's what I saw. I saw dwindling of the OGs, the real, real. And at the time I was just thinking like, wow, what's going on? Like, is this what our community is coming to? Not that it was a bad thing. It was just kind of like, well, where are the old heads at? Like, you know, old heads and OGs, we are very valuable. Um, And if you think about this, when, when parents, the first time a parent lets their children or child, uh, say the parents are going to go out for a date night, whatever. And the parents leave the children to themselves the first time. Like I said, my, my boys are young and that has not occurred, but I can only imagine 
the first time that my parents, my parents left the house and left me and my sister alone without a babysitter. I could only imagine the nervousness that they may have felt like they wanted to enjoy themselves and, and, and do them. But I know that they had to be concerned about what was going on back at the house. That's kind of how I, I look at what occurred. The OGs, the parents, the, the, uh, of the set of the community in their, I'm not going to say in their absence, but in their fall backness, it's not a word, but I made it up. So it is, um, in their fall backness, um, you know, they kind of left the house to the kids and then things just went left. I feel that there were so many, nobody was minding the P's and Q's. There was no quality control. It was just like more and more and more, but nobody was checking. Nobody was checking the tags. No one was saying, what is this stuff made of? Who are these people? I feel like these clubs just popped up. And again, it's that's not a bad thing, but it was the quality of the clubs that were popping up. And when you start thinking about the quantity over the quality, presentation is everything. How does that make us look as, uh, you know, across the globe? How does that make us look? And you say, oh, who cares what people think? But it does, it does, it does matter. It does matter because then you start talking about events and not permission, but just making things, the path of least resistance is what I'm trying to say. If you're trying to do an event, if you're trying to do something and the people that you're trying to work with, be it the people from the city or people from the venue that you're trying to rent or the roads, the, the, the local law enforcement or powers that be, if you have a reputation of, okay, we know these guys and gals, we know how they get down, they're going to ride, they're going to do this event and it's going to be all good. It's a win-win. They have their heads on straight. It makes things easier than if you are necessarily, not necessarily, but like maybe a, a young upstart who's just going to be raucous and, you know, it's, it, look, okay, best, best. Okay. I got you. I got you. Hang with your boy for a second. Think about hip hop. Think about hip hop, rap music, how it was. Think about how it was we're talking about you know we could go back from like late 80s uh the, the public enemy uh the eric b and rakim uh the big daddy kane the ll cool j um and i you know i'm not saying anything if, if i if i don't name somebody it doesn't mean that i'm not regarding them it's just that there's a lot that age of hip-hop even on pushing through, I'll throw in some NWA. Of course, Ice T. Shout out to my homie Ice T and Coco. Um, Cube. Um, I, I mean, Ice Cube. Dr. Dre. All that whole vibe, that time. Wu Tang. Okay. Biggie. Pac. There was a time. Nas. Nas. Jay Z. Um, that level of lyricism, musical talent. Uh, and again, if I didn't mention anybody during that, during that time, it's, it's not that I'm not regarding them. It's just, if I start listing, that's again, that's a whole different episode, but you get the, the, the gist of what I'm saying. You get the gist of what I'm saying. Um, that whole age of music. And then I'll give you a little bit past that too. I'll give you a little bit past that. So we're talking about from like the late eighties, very, very late eighties up to through maybe the nineties. Through the 90s, I'll give you a little bit of, you know, 
of the new century. I'll give you a little bit of the 2000s. But that musical content that was created then is, 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 is creative. It's lyrically potent. You can find artists during that time. So <clears throat> you take that and you compare it to the crap that's being pushed through speakers now. And I say that with all intent. You take <laughs> what hip hop was and compare it to the crap that's being pushed out of your speakers now. That's kind of how I feel about what I was watching. It's the parents left the house and the garage open with the keys in the car and kind of not didn't say have at it, but in a child's mind, it was like, well, they didn't say don't. They didn't say they didn't say as they didn't tell us not to do it. And things just go left. So that to me is where I saw how I saw what was going on in the community at the time. Again, now I can appreciate that the set, the OGs, the rocks, the foundations, those individuals, uh, the culture was more in an observatory mode. Let us see what these kids are going to do. And I when I got that invitation, when I received the invitation to be part of of that Facebook group and again, as a visitor, as as a guest, you know, I really don't have anything to contribute um, to the post, but it's a great, great resource for because they ask some very pertinent questions about, you know, club rules, set rules, uh, different protocols. There's a lot of questions that are being asked and answered, um, different scenarios and what have you. So it, I think it's a very cool thing. I got the invite. I joined. I read. I scroll through. I'm entertained. Um, I reminisce. <clears throat> excuse me. I think about how things were. And, you know, it, it's cool to 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 know that it's not it's better than cool. It's better than cool to know that. The set, the community, the culture is still there and is still thriving and finding a different way to connect with members. And you know, it's it's like I said, I was not, I was concerned. Your boy, Mister Black Moses, was a little concerned when I saw what at the time I thought the community was becoming. And even today, there is, you know, there's using that musical analogy with hip hop, what it was and what's happening now, you know, you can't tell, you can't, the problem is you can't tell rappers today that they're not rappers. You and I know <laughs> what rappers are. We know what crappers are. And maybe that's where I was coming to when I was talking about the turds earlier. See how I connected everything? Your boy, Mr. Black Moses, connected everything. You just had to give me a little bit of time. So if you have a whole bunch of rappers who think that they're rappers, and it's a lot of them, it doesn't mean that they're good rappers or that they're rappers at all, okay? Rap is rap. Crap is crap. So if you have a whole bunch of turds, okay, and that's your quantity, it doesn't mean that you have quality you would have to find the golden turd see how i brought it back i brought it back the golden turd amongst the crappers okay of the rap whatever game industry right now there's one or two that are actually you can tell have talent you listen to them and you can hear them say things but you can also 
tell that they've been conditioned by they've been conditioned by what's going on and what the industry is requesting of them and asking of them. You know, it's it's tragic. It's not music. First of all, they all had the same beat. They all got the, they all have the same beat, the same tone, and they're all doing like this sloppy version of mumbling. It's not even mumble rap. It's like they they're singing a little bit or trying to harmonize and singing words. And, and it's just like, I can't tell if it's, and how many babies do we need? How many babies? <clears throat> it's the, it was no disrespect, but I'm just saying there's a lot of little people in hip hop. Everybody's a little somebody. And then there's like <clears throat> maybe four or five babies. So I don't get it. Some where, where's the originality? Where's the originality? Okay. And that is what I'm saying when it comes to the culture. I'm saying a lot of stuff today, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying when it comes to the culture. It, 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 check the tags, check the ingredients. Okay. The culture is alive and well. The community is alive and well. It's just that the adjustment period of watching and seeing what was going on with these newcomers, with these upstarts. It's what wise people do. Not every action requires a reaction. Sometimes you just got to watch and see what's occurring. And then you can process the data and then make your moves accordingly. So I'm very, very happy that that group that invite, thank you, whoever invited me to that Facebook group, I forget right now, but you know, you can tell when you get a, a notif- notification, so-and-so invited you to be part of blah, blah, blah. So whoever did that, thank you very much. It's very cool. Um, and you know, if you're in the community, if you're in the community, I would ask this of you, your boy, Mr. Black Moses, <clears throat> I'm not really in a position to ask anybody on as a guest, as a visitor, but if I could ask as someone in the industry, I think that clubs should be more active, find ways to be more active. If it's more social media, you know, I think it would be great if more clubs, and I know that there's a lot of things because of club rules. Um, you have to be careful and mindful how you uh, put yourself out there. A lot of club rules don't allow for, uh, you, obviously you can't put club business out there, but if in today's age where physically we can't get together, where the community can't physically be in the company of one another. It's not like we're going to have Zoom bike nights but <laughs> or Zoom trophy parties. But who knows? Who knows if there is a way to put your club out on social media to, you, you know, like if, if your club could have an Instagram account that's monitored and, and make sure that nothing is put out there that shouldn't be put out there. I think that that would be a great way. You have to adjust, you know, if we can't physically get together, then we should be able to be still digital, digitally active. And I think using social media, using digital platforms to continue to create and embrace that sense of community for the culture. I think that's what let's figure out. I think if it can be figured out how to do that, that would be my ask of the community. So if you're in the community and you're listening and you know, you do 
uh, you agree with me, you know, I think it would be very cool. I, you know, I, I could easily post this on, and maybe I, you know, maybe I will, maybe I will post that on this page and ask if it's possible, you know, and if that's something that the community would be interested in doing. And because I think it's a great thing. It's, it's part of our culture. It's part of our history as writers. Um, yeah. So I'm, you know, things, things are different. Things are different. So we have to be different and it's not the new normal. It is what it is. You dig. Well, that's our show for this week. Listen, man, please follow the show on Instagram at life in the fast lane official on Twitter at L I T F L official and on Facebook at life in the fast lane podcast. Please hit that like, hit that subscribe, drop a review, drop a comment, hit that share button. Black Moses appreciates you. We'll be right back here next Friday with an all new episode of life in the fast lane hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I'm gone. This is an MMA report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan quick fix on radio influence. I firmly believe that the UFC in the state of Florida is going to do everything possible to make sure that the fighters and cornermen and, and everyone working, you know, these upcoming events in Jacksonville, we put in a safe environment because look, if something bad were to happen, I don't know how this sport could recover. Some of the things I've seen over the past couple of days, Daniel, there's part of me that goes, man, are there people rooting for the UFC to not succeed here? And that, I mean, look, it's a very tough thing to project on someone without them saying that. But certainly I, I, I would imagine there are people who see the UFC kind of running in the face of advice from medical officials, especially in the early going and being like they probably would like to see the, the comeuppance for the UFC. But I don't know if that's super pronounced because it's kind of a messed up thing to to wish on someone, right? Like to, to wish on because those are real human beings that will get the disease. But it, it's a very tough thing to balance because like in, in one perspective, you want to be positive and you want to be like, all right, uh, they put off they put they put together a safe event. But on the other hand, even if they do pull off everything going according to plan, it's very much like the way. I would look at like Moneyball with the um, with the Oakland Athletics, for example, is that they put themselves in the basically the result doesn't justify the process is, is what I'm getting at here in terms of like so many times this result will happen. But the question is, was it the right process? And for the UFC, I, I think there are some serious questions about whether it's not the, the right process and, and the big reason why is that mixed martial arts isn't essential business. It's not that. It's a sport. So that's why I hesitate to like overly applaud the UFC for putting together this event because the other thing I kind of disagree with is I don't think they're doing everything in their power. I think they're doing a whole lot in their power. The MMA Report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.